The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
our musical program, we'll begin with the church choir who will sing the song Joy Midley. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Oh, what a joy it is for those who have accepted Christ Jesus into our lives as our personal Lord and Savior. For surely the joy of the Lord is our strength and victory. Come on and sing along with us. Up next, we have the church band, led by yours truly, to play their first song entitled, Carousel of Life.
Our vocal soloist, trustee associate pastor Evan Sproat Sr. will bring forth an inspiring rendition of Put Jesus First in Your Life. He is accompanied by yours truly on the piano, associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. Yes, Jesus is the rock of our salvation and the rock to build our life upon. When we remember to put Jesus first in our daily lives, he will lead and guide us in all that we have to face day by day. is full of changes each day rearranges the things that count for you things that mean so much today can mean much less tomorrow even though your dreams come true but there is someone I Found a rock to build your life around. Put Jesus first in your life. Let him take the burden of sin away. Put Jesus first. stand in your way you have searched in vain for that something now you don't want that something you found put Jesus first in your life and turn your stand in your way you have searched in vain for that something now you don't want that something you found put Jesus first in your life and turn your
For their final song today, the church choir will sing, Follow Jesus. Who better to follow than Jesus? When we place our full trust and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, He will never lead us astray. He comforts, strengthens, and lifts us up whenever we call upon Him. And now, we have the Carrillo Trio playing in an ukulele ensemble of 
Will Jesus Find Us Watching? The Carrillos are accompanied by Johanna Carrillo on the piano, Marvin Abing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor, Aaron Spode Sr., and Mason Asansi on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. Associate Pastor Timothy and Emilia Hahn Sr. will sing a spirited number of the song, Every Time I Feel the Spirit. It is a pleasure to dedicate this song to Mr. and Mrs. Edwin and Jamie Lucas. We pray the Lord continue to pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you, pressed down and overflowing. May He also grant you much joy and happiness and continue to lead and guide you always. God bless you both and your family. Have a wonderful day.
the mountain when Michael spoke out of his pocket fire and smoke look all around me he looks so fine do I ask my lord if I were mine every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray oh, I have trials and I have woe and I have heartaches here below while God leads me, I'll never fear, so I am sheltered by all his care. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Oh, my love's done, just what he said. He healed the sick and raised the dead. There ain't but one train upon this track. It runs to heaven and runs right back. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will Shalom and good morning everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and this time I'd like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services held in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday morning, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. 
The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elvera in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kuloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to return our program to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. To be a member in the family of Jesus TV viewers requires living a tough lifestyle. There are many in the world and in our country, for that matter, who do not appreciate this lifestyle. It is too restrictive or too limiting. They maintain because it seeks to exclude sin and make it repulsive. Whether we like it or not, this is the way the Lord would have it. I hope my sermon, Why Go to Hell?, when you can go to heaven, will make a special and significant impact upon you. So that in spite of its toughness, you will choose to live the lifestyle of Jesus. Beginning with your being baptized in his precious holy name. If you have not yet met this requirement. If you have, however, then you can take this sermon to heart and let it make a difference in your life as a member of God's family. Peter tells us in James, the fourth chapter, and in the 14th verse, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. I can remember my father would tell me, when he was a boy, a wood burning stove sat in one corner of the kitchen. On this stove was an iron kettle. He would often watch the steam rise from the spout of that kettle. But he also noticed that the vaporous cloud would disappear before it reached two feet in the air. The Bible says life is like that. Life is short. Did not Jesus say in Matthew 6:34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. What Jesus meant was we should live our best today. Yes, viewers, forget all of the yesterdays so as not to collect a lot of tomorrows. Forget all the mistakes and the failures that you made yesterday. Just make certain that you don't make the same mistake twice. Don't think of tomorrow's problems. For today, be happy and smile. Be tenderhearted, kind, cheerful, loving, so that you can live your best today. The scripture says that life is like a weaver's shuttle. As you read in Job, the seventh chapter, into the sixth verse, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Have you ever seen an old-fashioned loom? There is a handle on one side, 
and a man pulls that handle. Then the shuttle shoots back and forth across the loom, back and forth, back and forth. And in split seconds time, the Bible says life is like that. As you read in 1 Corinthians, the seventh chapter and the 29th verse. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none. Whenever we need, read of a person dying at the age of 90 or 100 years, we tend to remark that's a long time to live. But Methuselah lived 969 years, and even that was a short time compared to eternity. Suppose that your life was ending today. What would it be like? Would it be a time of sorrow or a time of joy? Would it be a time of regret or a time of hallelujah? We read Psalms, the 90th chapter, verses 9 through 10 and 12. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is this strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Yes, the Lord is the strength of our lives. Of whom shall we be afraid? As the Apostle Paul said in Philippians, the first chapter, the 21st verse, for, to me, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. On this earth, Christ was everything to Paul, but in heaven, the actual presence of the Lord Jesus Christ will be far better as you read the 23rd verse. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Jesus' last sermon was in the upper room, and he tells us as we read in John, the 14th chapter, 1st to the 3rd verses, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die. But instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent his last hours in comforting his disciples. After he had talked with them, he prayed with them. And then, after they had sung a hymn together, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, from which he was taken by the soldiers and crucified. Now, isn't that just like Jesus, always concerned about the welfare of others? Life is certainly short. Therefore, viewers, what will be your testimony at the end of the day? Will it be a time to weep or a time to rejoice? It all depends on what you have done with Jesus. The second awesome thought is eternity is long. There are two illustrations which tells us about the length of eternity. Picture this world to be a great steel ball. 
Suppose that an eagle swooped down once every 100 years and barely touched the steel ball with his beak. Then when the world-side steel ball was completely worn out, it is said that eternity would begin at that moment. Suppose that a sparrow took a drop of water in his beak from the Pacific Ocean, then hopped across the United States and deposited that drop into the Atlantic Ocean. Suppose he hopped back across the country for another drop of the Pacific Ocean and kept repeating the process. When the sparrow empties the Pacific into the Atlantic again, eternity will begin at that moment. You may think that these illustrations are, are far-fetched, but no one in this world can measure the length of eternity. We read Isaiah the 57, 15, For thus said the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. A man who excludes Jesus from his life will discover at the judgment of the great white throne that the Savior who loved and died for him will be forced to point him in the direction of hell. In hell, he might cry, how long, how long must I be tormented in these flames? And the walls will resound with the echo forever and ever. He will realize that there is no end to his existence in hell. On the other side of the cone is the man who has lived for Jesus, and thus he goes to heaven. Jesus welcomes him with open arms, saying, Enter into the joy of the Lord. He looks about at his new surroundings. Everything is glorious, peaceful, awe-inspiring, and majestically beautiful. He finds himself with a perfect body, no pain, no perplexing problems, and no tears. We read in Revelations 21.4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Totally awed by what he sees, this man approaches Jesus, and the Lord tells him, it's everlasting life. You are going to enjoy this forever. The life is called everlasting because it originates from eternity and will pass unto the eternity which is to come. It is the life of God revealed in Jesus Christ, who is the Almighty God. This life of God revealed in Jesus Christ is imparted in the new birth. I have been asked, why we often preach on you must be born again? My answer is because you must be born again. Without it, one has no hope of escaping the terrors of hell or enjoying the glories of heaven. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a very strict religionist. He celebrated the Passover, paid his tithes, said prayers, offered the necessary sacrifices, and tried to keep the law. To him, Jesus said, ye must be born again. Yes, viewers, law-keeping, joining a church, living up to a religious creed, and so forth will not save you. There will be many in hell who will have done all these things, even keeping the golden rule, paying your bills, being a good neighbor, keeping out of jail and or living a good, clean, moral life won't save you. It is not reformation, even if you entirely eliminated all your meanness that would not give you the new birth. The problem is not external, but internal. Rather than an exterior decoration, it is an interior regeneration which is needed. And we warn you in the name of Jesus that you should not be satisfied 
until you have been born again. We turn to the Bible and read John 3, 3. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word again is inspired because God knows we were born once of our parents. Jesus said in verse 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Born again. That may sound strange to you. What does it mean? Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts, any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from the spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Listen to John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Not to be born of water is to be baptized therein. One must go into the water, be buried in it, and then emerge from the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling and pouring water over a person is not a baptism. A common practice we witness at the Jordan River while on one of our past tours of the Holy Land. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit or speaking in an unknown tongue. In what name should one be baptized? The answer is definitely in the name of Jesus Christ. After all, the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. We read Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why is the name so important, you ask? Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, according to the Bible, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. There is only one baptism, one faith, one body, one God and Father of us all. The third awesome thought is that sin is black. This world is sin sick, sick in the head, sick in the mouth, and sick in the heart. Ever since that old serpent, Satan, brought sin into the Garden of Eden, everyone has been contaminated with the malady of sin. The Bible says that we are born in sin and conceived in iniquity. We read in Psalms, the 51st chapter, the 5th verse, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Paul tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and there is none righteous, no, not one. We read Romans, the 6th chapter, the 23rd verse, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, TV viewers, you can find all kinds of men in the world, white, black, red, brown, and yellow. You can find rich and poor men, educated and ignorant men, but there is one individual you can never find. Look for him high and low, near and far, in every corner of the world, but you can never find a man who has not sinned. What is sin? It is the transgression of the law. God's law. Take, for example, the corner traffic light. As your car approaches, it is red. 
Should you cross that intersection, you will transgress man's law. More than likely, you will pay the penalty for your encroachment. God has some great laws set forth in his Bible. If you transgress one of these laws, you will have sinned. Sin is rebellion against God. God says, obey my commandments. However, should you declare, I'm free, I can do as I please, then you will have sinned and rebelled against God. Sin is the mission of good. We read James 4, 17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Today the sin of unbelief hangs over the world. We read John 3, 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall see not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Jesus said, Of sin, because they believe not in me. And that was the reason the children of Israel could not enter the promised land because of unbelief. We read in Hebrews, the third chapter, 18 to 19 verses, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. However, viewers, there is a rest provided for the people of God, as we read in Hebrews 4.10. For he that entered into his rest, he also had ceased from his own works, as God did from him. Is there a penalty for sin? The Bible says there is. The wages of sin is death, and the soul that sinneth, it shall die. We read James 1, 13 to 16. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. The cause of sin is in ourselves, and we are drawn away by them. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. What is the remedy for sin? There is only one. Who has the remedy for sin? His name is Jesus. We read in 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. The fourth awesome thought is that hell is certain. Now the Bible speaks about hell as well as heaven. God loves us and therefore warns us that we can find a way of escape through his son. The Bible tells us that hell is waiting for those who reject Christ. Hell is a place of separation from God and all his blessings. In that day, he will say, as we read in Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Everybody talks about hell, but nobody wants to go there. We read a solemn warning of hell in Mark 9, 42 to 44. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. 
it is better for thee to enter a halt into life than having two hands to go into hell into fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. In these scriptures, Jesus was giving a description of the terrors of hell. He taught that punishment for the person who will not believe in him and will not accept him lasts forever. Take a man who has been blessed by God. This man has been given good health, strength, prosperity, prestige, and things that count in this world. God gave them to him, but the man's attitude had always been, I don't need Jesus. I have everything. What will happen to such a man? He will go to a place where he will be separated from God and all good things. No question about it. Hell is a place of suffering that has no end. Listen to one of the Bible's descriptions of that place. A hell of fire, a furnace of fire, a lake of fire. We read in Luke 16, 22 to 24 of a certain rich man. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Notice that hell is a real place of torment. Man's thoughts and feelings will remain as such throughout eternity. Hell is the place of the lowest association. We read Revelations 21.8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all lives shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Yes, hell is certain, and there is no escape except through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our final and fifth awesome thought for time and eternity is that heaven can be yours, TV viewers. Maybe your parents, your loved ones, and friends have gone home to be with the Lord. Heaven is going to be a sweet when you meet them there. And there will be no more tears or troubles or sorrows. But the best part of all is that you will fall at the feet of Jesus in gratitude for bringing you home. Why go to hell when you can go to heaven? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Just accept him as your Savior, Master, and Lord and heaven can be yours. I heard a story of a rich man touring in London who had an excessive amount of money. He was enraptured by Buckingham Palace, where the king lived and the queen. One morning, he strode up to the gates expecting to be allowed in, but the soldiers stuck out their bayonets and stopped him at the entrance. He removed a few hundred dollar bills from his pocket and said to the soldiers, take this money, I can't pay my way in. But one replied, you can't buy your way into the king's palace. If he invites you in, you may enter freely. It's the same way if you want to head to heaven. You can't pay your way in.
But Jesus always invites you to come in free of charge. All you need to do is acquire your spiritual credentials by obeying and following the Lord's instructions in the gospel of the kingdom of God. We read Psalms 49, 6 to 7. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of the riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God for a ransom for him. In other words, viewers, salvation is an individual matter, a matter between you and God. Yes, heaven is out of this world. For the beginning of time, men have dreamed of a place beyond death and like heaven. The tombs of ancient Egypt tell of the Egyptians' hopes and dreams for a future life of bliss. The early American Indians believed that when a young brave died, he went immediately to the great and happy hunting grounds. History shows that men of every age have an awareness of eternal life. Because God loves us, He is preparing a place for all who will obey Him. Just imagine, beautiful homes will be given away free in this perfect city. No water bills, yet there will be 100% pure water. We read in Revelation 22:1, And He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the fifth verse it says, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth light, and there shall reign forever and ever. The permanent pavement there will be of pure gold. As you read in Revelation 21, 21, And the street of the city was pure gold as it was transparent glass. Everything will be new and desirable in this city. Everyone will be in perfect health. Isn't that awesome? Now, if you would like to know more about God's Word in the church and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. And now here's our church band to conclude today's telecast with a spirited and lively song titled, Baptize Into the Body.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.